So speaking about ripoffs, what would you say is the worst way that you've spent a large amount of money in your Ooh. life? Are we talking on one purchase or are we one talking single purchase? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a little purchase or I, I, in my mind, I have an idea of what your answer is. But I'll see if you get there. I don't think I'm going to get there because honestly, I'm trying to think like college. Like what are we? <laughs> um, one single. I'm I'm kind of afraid of large purchases, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of protected from big purchase items. Sure. I I nickel and dime myself into trouble. Mm-hmm. That's that's my my big mistake. So I'm trying to think what. I mean, it has to be like video game con. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the Wii U has not been used so as much. So, the first thing that came to my mind when thinking about this was when you told me recently that your check engine light came on in your car. Oh, to that extent. You're going to bring that up? Yeah. yeah. So, that's what I was thinking of, right? You take it to the mechanic, and they're like, your fuel cap is loose. Right? And they're like, and we will charge exactly. you for this. Exactly. So it's oh. not, it wasn't planned, right? But it was like one of these things where it's like, I cannot believe yes. I just spent this amount of money yep. on this stupid, that was almost $90. stupid thing. Well, I think I have you trumped. I at least have you doubled. I know that. Whoa. So we go to Disney. We make dinner reservations for every night except for, well, for two of our four nights, I think. And apparently the way reservations work at Disney is if you cancel your, Disney, your dinner res- reservation, they charge you $10 per person for the reservation. Per person? Per person. So we've got four people. So if we cancel the dinner reservation for any reason, we get charged forty dollars straight off the bat for for nothing. We get nothing, right? Just to cancel the reservation. <laughs> and and wait, what what's the time frame of that? Within fifteen minutes. So you can cancel up to fifteen minutes. No, no, no. If you it's have, within two, 15. Da- two days, you have to cancel at least two days in advance to not get charged. Okay. You have within you have a fifteen minute buffer to show up for the reservation. So if it's at seven thirty and you show up by seven forty five, you're fine. <clears throat> so, anyways, we made a reservation for something called a character buffet, Ugh. not knowing what it was. You have to eat food off the characters as they lay, <laughs> right. as they lay on they tables. They scoop it into your mouth with their <laughs> Muppet hands. <laughs> so we go there. We go inside. It's a, it's a buffet in the loosest sense of the term. Mm-hmm. It, is like, it is like worse than a buffet that you would find at like a retirement home. They've got like a handful of dishes. They all look disgusting. Mm-hmm. They've got... A kids section. It's a Winnie the Pooh character buffet. They've got a kids section of mac and cheese that's like in one of those heating trays yeah. or whatever that's being held at an angle. 
And the mac and cheese is so runny that it's literally spilling out of the thing and onto the counter. It just was so gross. And the food was gross. <clears throat> and we sit down and they say, the woman comes up to us and she goes, just so you know, it usually takes about 90 minutes for all the characters to come around. Because they're just in their costumes walking around. Oh. And this place is packed, right? Packed, completely full. There's a line out the door of people waiting to get in. Oh my God. $50 per person. No. $35 per kid. I paid $180 for this Winnie the Pooh character buffet for terrible, terrible food. No. And we only saw two of the characters and then just left because I couldn't take it anymore. And still, to this day, a week later, I wake up and I'm like having nightmares about this $180 I spent on this stupid buffet. <laughs> yeah. It was the oh, worst. Oh, my goodness. It was the absolute worst. That is... Ugh. And it's like the one thing that I took away from Disney is that like the logistics of it is in just incredible, like how they can put all this stuff together and have all this stuff running and all these people working there. But the reason that all that stuff works is because they can charge you one hundred and eighty dollars for a four for a four person buffet where you get to spend less than 30 seconds with Tigger and Piglet and then leave. (laughs) It just is like, I I just, I haven't, I still have not been able to recover from that. No, I, I don't think, I don't think I could. Yeah. I think in five years, I'm going to wake up and be like, $180, $180, $180. I will never get that back. That's and and when the characters come around, like, did your girls shut down? Was it? I mean, to be fair, well, first of all, Sophia was in the bathroom for Tigger, so she didn't even get to see. She only got to see Piglet. She got to see one of them. Charlotte was into it. She was okay. like excited to see Piglet. She didn't really care about Tigger. But that's the other thing about Disney too. At their age, like, I feel like most of what they do and don't like is determined more about like how exactly hungry and tired they are at the moment they're experiencing it. Yeah. Rather than what they're actually experiencing. Experience. Absolutely. So they had a great time and they loved it, but you know, yeah, they're three and four. And I think it's more about like keeping them fed and making sure they're getting enough sleep. Oh my God. $150. So I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. How was the trip overall? The trip overall was was good. It was it was a good it was a great trip. It was the drive was easy and you know, we had a lot of fun. It's it, but it's so hot. That was the other thing. It's so hot. And I haven't lived in Florida for a decade. And like honestly, the first we got there sun we got to Disney on Sunday like afternoon, maybe around like 2 or 3. As soon as I got out in the heat, I honestly thought I'm not going to I'm not going to make it through this trip. Yeah. I'm going to like, I'm going to like die. Yeah. Some of your, some of your picture seems like this guy has stripped down to the bare essentials of his personality. That was my my plan too. Yeah. It it, it felt like you, you would cut off every unnecessary piece of not just clothing, but also like personality that was not needed to get you through that hot day. Sure. Yeah, I could see in your eyes. Yeah. But the, yeah, the first day it was just like this. 
this I I'll never be able to make it. But after the first day, it was fine. It was definitely hot, but it just was like I don't know. It just wasn't a big deal. Yeah, but that first day it really shook me up. <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting that heat. And maybe uh, it's because I also wasn't dressed for it the first day. I think I still had on like sweatpants. Oh, after that, yeah, tank top and shorts, and that you was should it. you should have cut those right there in the park. Yeah, maybe sweat shorts. But yeah, it, I mean, it was good overall. It was, it was a good trip. But like I said, to me, the most I mean, the most impressive thing about Disney is just the fact that it like exists. It's like a city, right? It's like a little oh, city. It's insane. And it's just, yeah, it's crazy how they operate it. But then you have stuff like that buffet that's so expensive, or you have, <laughs> like, you know, these little plastic teacups that are $8 each. And you're like, $8? This thing probably cost them a nickel to make. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah, the prices there are are incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always want to see like the books and be like, how much of this is necessary to keep this part? Because it, it's amazing yeah. how, how they keep it operational. Yeah. And you're like, either this is just decades and decades of waste that everybody has said is okay, or they're like, hey, listen, if we don't charge $10 for a Tinkerbell like tea cup, right. We're, we got to close down. Right. We'll be out of business. We have business six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, part of it is like, yeah, you, you kind of go with the idea of like, I'm going to get screwed. Yeah. And I'll say this. I don't get the appeal for adults. Right. At all. At all. Period. Z- zero. Period. I don't get it. We have two friends who are really into going to Disney. Yeah. I just like, it didn't like appeal to me in any way. And maybe that also has to do with the fact that we're with four and three year olds. So we can't go on any of the like major rides. Mm -hmm. We're doing like mostly story stuff or like slow rides, whatever rides they can go on. But I'm also not a huge like Disney guy. Yeah. But I, I still just don't get the like. I mean, I get the like magic for a kid. Yeah, but as an adult, that just doesn't. I just just doesn't register with me. Like even movies that I love, like seeing that at the park, all I can think is like this is just a guy in a costume, right? Like that guy has to. <laughs> like all I can think is like I'm feel like I'm about to die in this heat. This guy's wearing a full felt costume and like dancing, dancing around. around. How's yeah. this guy even like breathing right now? Yeah. So so it just did it just didn't appeal to me, and also. And I brought this up to Marco, and he said that there you'll see these guys like this all the time. So we did a couple things where like the girls got to visit the princesses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think we were at Cinderella, and before the girls went up to get their picture taken with Cinderella, there was a guy there getting his picture taken with Cinderella. Ooh. A guy by himself, not with a family, not with his kids. He was just like leaning he over. He was there, get, like, there to get his picture taken with Cinderella. And that creeped me out. Yeah. But the other, uh, but, it, but it leads into this, which is why I wanted, what I wanted to talk, to talk about tonight was this, um, this American Life episode. Yes. About fat acceptance 
and there's an abbreviation they kept using on the subreddit. Do you remember what that was? It was like yeah. healthy at it, every size or something like yeah, that. Yeah, am yeah. But it it's a it's a it's it's sort of a weird. Uh, I I would say serendipity, but I think because of the topic, I I want to say maybe like dystopian connection of like going to Disney and seeing just tons of fat people on scooters, like just riding around on scooters, not like disabled or like Mm -hmm. injured, just people who are too overweight to spend a day walking at an amusement park. And then on the drive home, I don't listen to this American life. I haven't listened to it in years. And my wife just starts playing this random episode, which I guess is a rerun. And it has this fat acceptance theme running throughout it. So I want to talk to you about it a little bit and sort of get your readings on it. I had one incident at the park that made me just really irrationally upset. And I kept running through my mind like, am I just, am I feeling this way about fat people riding scooters right now because I'm angry? Because I've been like inconvenienced? Or do I really believe this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so the incident was we get on a bus because we're staying at the park. So we take a bus to the park. We get on our bus. It's me, my wife, my two girls. I'm carrying two fold-up strollers and a backpack. So I'm taking up a lot of room on my own, but I can still squeeze into one seat um, and then just hold the strollers in front of me. But because of... uh how much space I take up. We've had a lot of times where I've had to just like stand and hold on to stuff. So Mm -hmm. someone else can sit down. Yeah. And so Sophie is getting like antsy because she wants to sit with me on the bus. So we finally get on a bus. We sit down, there's open seats. I sit down, Sophia sits down and then we pull up to the next bus stop and there's someone in a scooter. Uh, and so we, so, and we're sitting in the only seats that fold up for the scooter. So I have to stand up and go stand in front of the door. And Sophia goes back to sit with her mom, with Julia, while they get the scooter on. And <laughs> Sophia loses it. And she's like, she's like screaming, crying because she's so upset. And so we're like on this full bus and I'm just irritated. And, and so I start thinking to myself like, so I started thinking to myself, like, obviously a business is going to accommodate anybody they want to accommodate, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like if you can't walk around all day at an amusement park, maybe you shouldn't be riding a scooter all day at an amusement park. You know what I mean? Like, I know that's harsh, but at the same time, like, this is not like a, her leg wasn't broken. She was just too fat. I don't even want to say too fat because there are people fatter than her walking around at the park. She's just being too lazy to walk around at the park. So <clears throat> a few things. Number one, <laughs> you say fat very well. That's the other thing. Fat is, it's almost like a, I mean, is there any way for me to say it? That is not, that does not sound me. Yes. How, how well, would you say it then? Number one, I don't know. If you know that you extend your F's on 
fat. Well, that's because I'm hesitating saying <laughs> yeah. it because I know that it sounds mean. So I think that's the first sign is if you ever have to pronounce a word differently okay, than fine. if you I'll just say it, it then. I'll just say fat. Then it's, yeah, you either have to own the word okay. or you have to find another word. That's fair. That's a fair point. My, my preferred nomenclature. And here's the other thing too. I think this kind of goes back to like acceptance for shaming. Uh, we could probably sit down and, and if we don't know it off the top of our heads, we could figure out the right nomenclature for different kind of segments of society and how they like to be uh, you know, referred to. And then there's some that I have heard and I still, I don't retain it. Mm -hmm. Like little people. I don't know if that's the correct term. Sure. Uh, and I think that that shows a general kind of attitude towards those people. Like they're, they're not in my life as much. So I don't know the nomenclature. I don't encounter somebody in my life as much. Mm -hmm. So I don't know the nomenclature, but with overweight people encounter them all the time, but I still don't know the proper nomenclature. And I think it's because part of our society, like we don't know how to talk about it, you know, which is mm -hmm. what I thought this American life episode did well. I mean, you can, you can, you know, kind of critique it on the overall episode, but I like the fact that they at least tried mm -hmm. because I do think that there is something to this idea that fat, overweight, we don't talk about it enough. Mm -hmm. And it is an epidemic in some way, shape, or form. whether you believe that overweight well, it is for America. Yeah. It's yeah. Not for the rest of the world. Well, yeah, I'm talking about for, well, I don't know. It, on some of that stuff, I think that people, get too lost in anyway that's just that, that that's a side issue but anyway yes you're right in in america it is but that's that's all i'm speaking to really so sure um so yeah i think i think that if we just take your story as an example i think number one it kind of shows this attitude of diagnosing a person and their experience in a way that we might be hesitant to do in other areas of their life. So it's like, I don't know this person's economic status. So I'm not going to assume it. Right? I'm not going to look at them and be like, wow, those whole, you know, those shoes have holes in it. Mm -hmm. They look generally unkempt. I bet they're poor. You know, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't diagnose that. Um, and I think I think same thing with overweight people. You might look at them, and then immediately we go and we reach for words like lazy, or we make it an issue of like discipline or self control. When I don't, I think that those things are assumptions. I don't think that, that is always the case, or to the point where you could say like, yeah, she's just being late. There's nothing that you could visibly see on her that was broken. Therefore, she should not have been on a scooter. Like, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I, I think I mean, that we well, are I mean, too I also quick. I saw her walking around. Yeah, but, but I think that we are too quick to kind of, like, even if your, your story doesn't evidence it fully, mm -hmm. I think that you would probably agree with that general sentiment, right? That people no. are, you don't believe that, that people too easily diagnose overweight people and, and read into them and, and say like oh i well, know your problem i can't speak for all people no but i'm, but I'm talking about like as a general sense like as you navigate through the world as, as you've experienced the world 
that there is maybe more of a tendency, generally speaking, that people can read in and diagnose, you know, the issues of somebody who's overweight versus, again, use economic status as, a, as an example. You, well, I think you can diagnose overweight people to an extent. I mean, for it to See, a I would large say no. degree, it's overeating. But, but again, you're, you're saying to a large degree, but sometimes it's not overeating. Sure. But and but overeating in terms of someone who's like obese or massively overweight is overeating is always going to be a part of it. Always. Because you don't get overweight unless you're eating more food than you need. You just don't. I think that you're you're not accepting other issues that can impact somebody's weight gain. And even to say that protecting overeating does not mean that they will lose weight. Protecting overeating does not mean that they will get to a size that you would not consider overweight. You know? Well, I well, or I mean, or even obese. What do you mean protecting overeating? What do you mean by that? Like overeating, like I'm saying, overeating is always a part of it. Always. No, but but you don't get to be overweight unless you eat more food than you need. That's not always true. That is true. No, it's not. How is that not true? If so, how do you gain weight? So I, I can use people in my own family as an example, but there are glandular issues that can contribute to weight gain. Sure. Right. So, but so, that weight's not going to be gained unless they're eating more yes, food will, than they need. No, no. That that's the thing is that. You can portion control. You can protect from overeating. You will still gain weight. That you need medical intervention sometimes in okay, order sure. to for, but, for but by those, process. But those cases are also very, very rare. Okay, but but even if you you know say rare, and again, this is this is what's so great about our podcast. We don't know what we're talking about. Sure. So. We, we cannot throw numbers or rare. So I'm trying to keep it as on a general level. But if we say rare and we say like 10% or less of obese people have a glandular issue that will cause them to gain weight over the course of time that is harder to control and keep off and has little to do with overeating. I, I'm right? not saying it's not hard. I, I'm, but I'm saying a part of it is overeating. I'm not saying it's it's not hard. I'm not saying it's it's yeah, but, but it's I'm easy. Yeah, but I'm but just I'm, saying that overeating is if that if you have that glandular issue, then you're going to have to accommodate for that, and part of that accommodation is going to be restricting your calories. See, I I am I'm already like part part of this is is going to areas that they can't speak to because I I'm not a doctor, but. I think what you're doing is you're 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 following through on this self-diagnosis that I think is dangerous. So, you know, you can sit there and say overeating is a cause in some way, shape, or form for this outcome. But you don't know what percentage of the outcome it is responsible for. Even if I were to concede, yes, overeating is always a factor. That still does not mean that it is a significant factor in that person's health. That if they protect from overeating, if they if that is the only change that they do, that it will have an outcome that will make them not obese. They could protect from overeating and still become obese over the course of time, right? It could be a, a, a through natural kind of 
diabetes, right? It could be through sure through metabolism. But it I could mean, be after having a child and their body, you know, kind of chemistry goes out of whack and all of a sudden it's not processing how it used to. So they'll need to do more than just protect from overeating in sure. order to keep but but there is not one size that I think everybody can attain and get to and hold no matter what they do. You could institute a kind of like dictatorial uh you know regime that would put everybody through the same paces of eating exercise and control all of it you will still get people of different sizes absolutely yeah so i mean you just have to accommodate and whether it's obese or morbid or whatever now we're now we're talking about like you know a spectrum that we don't have insight on because we're not doctors we don't have the numbers you know before us but i think that you know you have to accommodate that when you're looking at somebody who's obese you you throw them into the mix with all that stuff and you come out and you say i don't know why they're that way and i don't know what it's like to be them walking after a hour or two hours or sure whatever else you know sure so let me say that the reason i wanted to talk about this was not because i care uh if somebody is fat I don't. I don't find fat people disgusting. I honestly don't really care about anybody outside of myself and my family and my close friends. So, like, this lady on the bus didn't really bother me that much. All the people at the park didn't bother me at all. Um, I don't care if anyone else is, is fat. I'm not, like I said, I'm not disgusted by fat people. Um, but what did bother me about the podcast and the path that you're going down, I feel that you're going down that bothers me, is the normalization of it. And is sort of like the justification for being obese or fat or overweight. And I understand that it's a spectrum for a bunch of different people. And I understand that it's not, uh, it's not easy to lose weight. And I also understand that it's not easy to be overweight. As someone who has been in both camps, I understand that very, very clearly. And someone who is like in the middle of transitioning from one to the other, hopefully, I understand how difficult that is. And I also understand that what works for me is going to have little to no effect on somebody else. So I'm not trying to preach to anybody, not trying to condemn anybody. But the normalization and sort of the uh, excuse making on throughout the entire This American Life episode really bothered me. And I thought it was really short sighted. And I should also say that this entire episode is centered around Lindy West, Mm -hmm. who I am not a fan of. I have never once heard Lindy West come up and then thought to myself, oh, that's interesting, right? I do not like, I think she popped up. Uh, before this, for me, something to do with like comedians and like comedians making jokes. And so I've just never really liked her perspective on things. And I really did not like her perspective on this. And for example, one of the things she brings up that we touched on briefly before going way off the rails was the term overweight. And she says overweight is not an appropriate term because it implies that there, there is, a, is a correct weight for somebody. Mm-hmm. And there is. There is a healthy weight for people to be in to be healthy. Like, 
you can't argue that being overweight and being like obese is healthy for you. Like, I'm fine if you're okay with that. I'm fine if you're perfectly happy being obese, but you cannot say that that is healthy or that is good for your body to carry that much extra weight. So I think I'm going to counter with your viewpoint represents something that frustrates me. Okay. And, and that is when people claim to not, like what you just said, you don't care about any stranger. Right. And, you know, like you sent me some Reddit links to Reddit posts and I love the people go on there and they're like, listen, I'm not into, I'm about acceptance. I'm not into fat shaming. Da, 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 da. And then they go on this screed of, but, and then they lay out this whole kind of perspective that is totally true for themselves. They don't see how it cannot be untrue. And therefore, they are like firm in that, like some of the stuff that you just said, right? Okay. That there is a right weight for every, there is a healthy weight for everybody. So you tell me how being overweight is healthy. So, so listen, I'm not talking about the healthy, but, but what you were saying was this normalization, right? I'm not talking about being healthy, but I do think that there needs to be a normalization going on because I think that we as people need to understand that like, People have the right to make their decisions for, for, for themselves. So, so normalizing that, that people can be overweight and can be happy with it and can do whatever else that they want to do with their lives, like that's fine. And I think that you would be okay with that in other areas of other people's life and their choices. But because we can see that and overweight people, that that becomes the issue that makes it something where we're like, Hey man, all I'm saying is for the benefit of everybody. I don't see what everyone's getting worked up about. It's like, but in my mind, there, there's no difference between commenting on, on somebody's weight and this, or, or just that perspective on health and like the welfare state. When people talk about welfare, it's always like, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's hard to work. But if you are on welfare, it's because you're lazy, you know, mm-hmm. or don't be on welfare for too long. Because if you're on it for over six months or eight months, that means you're not looking for a job or whatever. Right. And those two issues, I think people talk about using the same approach and language. And in my mind, they're, they're equal in the sense of, I don't know that person's scenario. Like, I don't know what they're going through. So. Maybe they're abusing the system. It could be that there are issues there. They're, they're propagating their kind of crutch of welfare, mm-hmm. you know? But my basic perspective and, and interaction with that is peripheral, you know? So I don't go around making broad swipes at the welfare state and people who I perceive like pulling out, you know, food stamps and leaning over to India and being like, see those food stamps is because at some level they're lazy mm. at some level laziness is making them rely on those, you know, not going to do that. And so I just don't understand why people feel comfortable in this area. And I think it is because we claim to not be like affected by other people being fat when really like we are, we mm. are, you know, like 
subconsciously, unconsciously, maybe there's a register of you're too big, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're going to sit in a seat and it's going to pour over into another seat and I'm not going to be able to sit in it. And that's going to make me just a little, you know, it's going to be a little irritant. And then Mm -hmm. that's just going to build and build and build until the point where they say, well, you know what? This is a health issue. And I just want everyone to be healthy. It's like, no, you're, you're now turning into a dictator for the good of everybody. And you're putting yourself in as the moral arbiter of like what that is. So no, I mean, I think, I think for me, it's not about the fat issue. It's about the approach that I find like really insulting to the general population. Mm-hmm. But what is that approach? The approach just, of like the Reddit commenters? No, no, just what I said. This kind of, I think this denial of the basic fact that what you're responding to is something that irritates you. So what you do is you claim that doesn't irritate you in order for you to then say the, the prescription, mm-hmm. right? I'm not irritated by fat people, but I do think that fat people are fat because at some level they overeat, which means that they are at some level lazy. Well, I'm not which calling mean, anybody lazy. No, no, no. But, but what I'm saying is you're, by drawing inferences, right? Like you might not be doing that, but it's easy to draw inferences for all these things. You overeat because whatever, maybe not lazy, but you lack self-control, right? Already right there, I would be like, whoa, man, I would never feel comfortable going into somebody's life and saying that. So for me, it's the welfare state issue is is the exact equivalent. And I would never comment on somebody's state like that. Like as as a general rule or principle or talk about them in that way or, you know, like pontificate. I wouldn't get on Reddit and write about how, there is a healthy weight for everybody. I just don't understand why everyone can't agree on it. It's like, yeah, yeah, all of that is secondary. But the way that you're talking about it and approaching the issue is like, you are in some respect responding to the thing that you're saying. So do you think there's a healthy weight for everyone? I mean, sure. That I'm not, can I'm be not... determined by physiology and biology and science and not whatever you feel the, comfortable at. Th- this might this might frustrate you and and turn the conversation into something that you don't want to have, which I'm fine steering away from. But this is my honest response. Mm-hmm. I'm not dodging. I honestly put health at more than just weight. Sure. So, you know, if you say like, is there a healthy weight? Yeah, but there's also like a healthy person that is more than just their weight. And getting somebody to a quote unquote happy or healthy weight will not and does not always equate to a happy or healthy yeah, I agree person. With that. Yeah. So sure, but it's nuanced. It's more nuanced than just saying like, if I agree that there is a healthy way to everybody, what have I, what have I agreed to? I mean, it really, it's nothing that's applicable out there in sure. the world. So theoretically, would you say that being at a weight that doesn't allow you to walk around at an amusement park and you have to ride on a scooter as a healthy weight? Again, I'm not like, I'm just asking theoretically. <laughs> I mean, on that one, I will have to like say, um, yes and no. Sure. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, like that, that person, I, I really, I am not dodging. I'm trying to answer but I would have to like know that person, you know, like my, I have people who are overweight in my family who love Disney world. Sure. You know? So, I mean, if, if what you're implying is that 
I say that somebody riding on a scooter is not at a healthy weight and should not be allowed to what? Like, no, I'm just asking. No, no, I'm I not know. saying this shooter should not be allowed to do anything. I'm not. I'm not advocating they, for they, locking them out of any activity. But, 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 I'm then, just asking. Yeah, but, but, why are you limiting your question to the park then? Then, what does the park have to like? Because why? I was at a park, and the main driving force of being at a park is walking around. So, but, and if you can't, if you can't uh -huh. do that main driving force, uh -huh. then I would argue you were not at a healthy weight. I'm not saying you shouldn't be allowed in the park. I'm not saying you should be restricted or accommodations shouldn't be made. I'm just saying like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I, I, I feel, I feel like your, your, your point was made at the first question. The second question is a redundant question that just reaffirms the first answer. Yeah. There's a healthy weight, but I mean, whether they're in a park or whether you go outside and you see somebody get on their scooter, go check the mail. Like, it's it's arbitrary where they're at. So I just I felt like your question in framing it in the park has to have some application to the park. You know, I mean, if if we were in a room full of of healthy weight people, quote unquote, and we were all just got back from Disney World and we weren't being recorded, I think that your observations would get to very like questionable territory very quickly. I think that people, it's a slippery you think I'm slope. holding back? No, no. I Listen, I, I appreciate you because I think you are how you present yourself, uh -huh. but you are an anomaly. You are not like 90% of other people where I do think that their observation of that person in the bus would then constitute them to make a, to draw a conclusion that would then what say like. What bothers me is that there's this much hedging about saying that people are or at an unhealthy weight. Like, I think it's fair to say, and I think if people want to have the fat conversation, quote unquote, then it is fair to say that at some point you have to show some self-discipline, some self-control, and take ownership of your weight. If that conversation is going, okay. if that honest conversation is going to happen, then you also have to be okay with the consequences of, at, at a certain weight threshold, you are at a higher risk of heart disease. So, so you're you, at a higher risk of uh, clogged arteries. So, so you said somebody needs to take ownership of their weight. I mean, take ownership in the sense that like, if, if, if we're, if we're going to have an honest conversation about it, then you have to understand that it's not just going to be like, everyone affirming your beliefs about yourself like conversations are are two ways right or multiple ways they're mm -hmm. not one way it's not a conversation yeah i i think though th this is a classic issue of something that is not talked about enough that then gets talked about briefly in a moment and everybody has opinions on mm. that then people want to claim like Hey man, come to the come to the conversation in good faith. Like I don't understand why you're so upset about everything. It's like I I think that to to say that we are not even now living in a stigmatized culture concerning weight. I'm not saying that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 what I'm saying is is that sometimes in order to have the conversation or when the conversation initially starts happening, it might start happening at an extreme. 
which is like you look at history like that's what like political revolutions are about just decades of ignoring and covering up and not talking and then it like spills out and over you know and so i think that part of it is is having you know kind of coming to the conversation also with the understanding that at this stage of the conversation like people are going to be responding to a lot of stigma that you might not have experienced or have relationship to and so it's better to like pull back and listen to it than it is to comment on it because even if it's wrong in its kind of how it's said that there's still value to it and i think that that's one of the issues not to like now blow this out up into a bigger issue but that is one of the problems with like everything around the civil rights movement right is that sometimes people were you know kind of uh, picking apart, looking for issues with figures. And then the Black Panthers come out, right? And they're violent. And so people just like use them as like poster children of like, this is wrong. Everything they say is wrong. Now I'm a po like, I'm scared. You know, black people are violent or whatever else. And they don't pause to listen. Like even in the violence, like do they have a perspective? You know, you can still be scared of it. You cannot, you don't have to condone the violence, but you can still listen to them, you know? And why are they upset? Why are they violent? Like, those are valid questions to be asking. Sure. But I think a lot of people don't, they, they just take, like, the negatives and then they they try and pull those out and hold people accountable for, like, hey, you're angry, man. I don't know why you're coming at me. And it's like... Yeah, because my grandfather and great grand were slaves and they never got to say this. Or I'm upset about it. You know what I mean? And it's like we could sit there and say, like, you're too angry, I have a conversation, I just want to talk, and walk around walk away and never have your own ideas confronted. Or we can like open up and allow that conversation to happen. It's like with Lindy West, yeah, man, like I don't know her from Adam. I don't really remember her. But I did see a lot of people like on the Reddit post just literally be like, I hate Lindy West. She's a fat pig. Like, I hate her. She's stupid. I don't well, I like her. I see that on the subreddit. Yeah. Oh, they, I didn't see the fat pig stuff. Yeah. There, there's one thread where they call her out. And did you click like the see more comments? Maybe not. Like, I just to see. And it, mm -hmm. it like got personal, like mm -hmm. down. Sure. The, the ones that show usually are like, these are good. You know? Yeah. And, and look, I, and Lindy West to me is like, it's, it's the name that has come up a handful enough times that I remember it. And then I remember, I don't care for this woman's yeah. uh, but, opinions. But, but yeah, but I mean, concerning this, I think it's important to like try and hear what she's saying. And even if she says like, I believe that you can be obese and healthy is like, okay, but I don't see that. Says stuff like, uh yeah, oh like the overweight thing implies that there is a correct weight, which there are weight ranges that are scientifically proven to be uh better for your body uh in terms of preventing illnesses and diseases and long-term diseases. And she also says stuff like what did she say? I can't believe it was so stupid. I can't believe I don't remember it. But 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 what but why? oh she said something like she sees skinny people walking down the street saying hi to each other just because they're skinny. 
It's like yeah. what? Well, people don't do that. See, but 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 that again, is so absurd. But 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 again, this is a perfect example. Why would she say that? Why? Right? Like like what is she responding to? What what has she not had an outlet for? Maybe in her life growing up that makes her see the world that way. Now again, that can get very self righteous in its own right, where you're trying to like backseat diagnose somebody and be like, listen, the problem with you. And again, this is on right where people are like. This is an issue of mental health. This is not an issue of weight. Like all of these issues go back to like, how do you see yourself? How do you see the world? How do you perceive, you know, health? Like th- those are real issues. And, and that could be, you know, part of the conversation as well. But to, to react negatively to somebody who's kind of conveying observations from their perspective, I think sometimes can miss the point. But and the point you isn't would say that's conveying true. observations. I would say making shit up. She also ends the show with this uh, story about how her uh, now husband proposed to her. Yeah. And it hinges around this idea completely like, I don't know where this idea comes from, that fat people only uh, propose to each other in secret because yeah. they don't want anybody to know that they're proposing to a fat person. It just is like that is so like it, it th- that is so obviously just made up to fit this narrative that you're creating. That's what bothers me. She's just yeah. making this stuff up. And then and then she follows that right up with some dismissed venomous anecdote about how stupid skinny girls get proposed to in public. And you can just tell she's just pissed. And look, I I get that there's something to like getting that out, but like and, and and I understand that, that tells me something about her perspective, but it's it's being treated as like truth telling. It's yeah. being treated as someone who's like finally speaking out for the little guy when in reality, like you're making stuff up. And to go back to your point about the civil rights movement, and I know you're not making a one to one connection. Yeah, I, I absolutely am not. The difference to me and the reason why people feel like they can speak up or feel like they have. Uh, the ability to comment so strongly on this and the difference, the big difference between like the civil rights movement or like the uh, LBGTQ uh, movement uh, yeah. that, that does get compared to in this episode is the idea of choice. And in with the civil rights movement, those people had no choice in with the, with the gay community. Those people don't have, you don't have a choice in your sexuality, right? You don't have a choice in your race. You have choice and in your weight, mm. and even if it's slight, even if there are hormonal imbalances, even if there is uh, genetic uh, history, there's still a level of choice. Even if it's small, there's still a level of choice. Even in my case, I have the choice to not exercise, to eat crap all day long, and to weigh 260 pounds, or I have the choice to exercise to watch what I eat and to weigh a quote unquote healthy weight. And I understand that that choice is not as easy or as apparent or as available for some people, but it is there. Um, and, and your weight is a, is a, is a choice. Even, even if it's the smallest, slightest speck of a choice, it's, there's still a level of choice to it. So 
I, I think that we are fundamentally going to disagree. But the, you don't think the, the, that, oh, is, this that is, people have any control over how much they weigh. This is this is the last thing that 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 I'll say. I'm not done talking about it. Well, no, concerning this. Okay. You know, con concerning so this. So, can you answer this question? Do you think people have any control over how much they weigh? So, I was growing up, and I remember I I grew up in in a church, and in this church, it was kind of pushed that there was one way to be kind of quote unquote spiritually fit you know and what that meant was making things hard on yourself because it needs sacrifice you gotta wake up earlier than you'd want to you gotta be reading certain things that you might not want to read because that is going to be beneficial to you and you have to spend hours doing things, right? Like it, it was equated to physical health, this kind of spiritual health regimen, right? That's, that's how it was sold. And I remember feeling really bad about myself because I could never do it. I could never already, do it. You're comparing for, something that hold is completely on. intangible. Hold on. So you're comparing spirituality, which is completely intangible. That's not There's my point. Literally, not a single that's tangible not my thing point. about spirituality. That you no, can no, measure. no. Let me get to my point. So, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the regimen that was passed down by this pastor. That was based on like what he does. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> there was, you know, one meeting or whatever, and he let slip that he organizes his soccer like pairs them color i don't know mm -hmm. ankles to knee highs i don't know how but he organized and that's when he lost you that's when he lost me you know when, why when you realize he didn't have a pile of socks in the corner that he just <laughs> grabbed wildly from and put you <laughs> exactly <on. laughs> exactly and i realized like we are all, all so infinitely different because of our makeup, right? My mind is not your mind. It can't process the world the way you do. <clears throat> and there's no way to even like kind of group people together and be like, well, everyone will think the same way about this thing. Like it's, it's like a movie where I can walk out and be like, that was the most amazing thing. And somebody else was like, that was terrible. Like I cannot tell them like, no, you are objectively wrong about that. Right? So when you're saying like, you're, you're telling me about this objective weight and this other thing, and I'm saying, yeah, I'm nodding along. You're like, there's choice and it's infinitesimal and whatever. But it's like, sometimes people's psychologies are the barrier and they will never get over the barrier of their own psychology. Like we are prisoners of nature, nurture, whatever. Like I have an example of somebody I met with today who fundamentally will never be able to do something they want to do because their psychology and the, and the way they were raised is created a barrier there. Like, there's no overcoming it, no matter how much they want to. Like, they want to be. I don't agree with that. Listen, I don't agree with that. They want to be a people person and connect with people. But, like, the abuse of their childhood has made it so that now, at 30, whatever, like, they're going to continue to fight a losing battle if they try and become this person that they have in their mind that is, like, outgoing and connective with people. Like, it's not going to happen for them. What they need to do is understand what those, what their background, which is 
horrible what that meant to their kind of maturity and the way they process the world. And they need to find a way to work within those parameters that will help them connect with the world in a way that is functional for them and that they're satisfied. With. But they, but they, they cannot keep doing this kind of projection on the person they want or need to be. So like you're all underlying what you're saying is negating. Like, even if I were to agree with you, it has no application outside of what we're talking about here. Like it, it means nothing when I leave the, this house and see an overweight person riding on a scooter down the, down the sidewalk. Like I cannot tell them anything because I don't know what they well, are. I'm not making an argument to tell people off. No, no, I know you're not saying, to, but, but even to think something in my brain that is at all like prescriptive to their reality or their life. Like I cannot do that. You know, I'm not arguing for that. No, but, but what you're saying is you're trying to get me to, to agree to something that has no application. I don't understand if I were to agree that there is a, whatever, get me to agree to an ideal weight for everybody. Then we go out there in the real world. Then what do I do with that agreeance? Like, like I can't We're just apply having it. a conversation. We talk. I'm not giving you like life tips to go build a house with. We're just having a conversation about. I want to know where you stand on these things. <laughs> no, but and you're nothing but hedging. I'm not you're hedging. Just building me a maze of hedges. No, no, I'm not hedging. But what I'm saying is, you want to talk like this American life was trying to have a conversation about how people perceive. And therefore act and respond to fat people. This is the other thing. Do you, do you know people who are just like straight up mean to fat people in, real, in the real world? Like, sure. Like these, are, these are thoughts that we're having right now, conversations that we're having right now, that I have never thought about outside of listening to this American Life episode. Listen, there is, I, I, I honestly, I don't, There are so you've been in a scenario where someone is telling a fat person how to like lose weight or that they need. That's the other thing that kept coming up that like Lindy West is saying random people come up and tell her that she needs to lose weight. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it happens. Yeah, but it's like, no, listen, because you like our experiences are not Lindy West or people of that size. Like the other thing, too, is like, OK, so like, again, in my experience, the people who I know, like in my family who are obese, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's, it is a lot of times filtered through people who don't believe that they're acting out of their biases, mm -hmm. but they totally are. And, and to sit there and say like, what I think you're getting me, see, I think you're trying to get me to agree to a, to a stale fact like in a lab you're like in a petri dish you've contained the issue and you're like hey keith look in this microscope see this reality that there is a healthy weight for everybody and i'm looking and i'm like okay i see it and you're like great and then i'm like you know once you release this out into the world it, ha it, it turns into a, to a vicious... But I mean, that's the case for literally every single thing we talk about. That's yeah, the case. But, 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 I mean, you can't say that there's, like, it, are people... Do you know people who are... Absolutely. And, okay. And a lot of I, it I, I is, don't, like... I don't, see, I don't see that. I mean, see, I haven't seen it. But, but I think a lot of it is, like, 
the subtlety of it. I mean, it's it's the fact that like again, my my wife is and has experienced racism in ways that I have not. And sometimes what will set her off to my mind is like, oh, let it go. Like we're walking by a Chinese restaurant. Somebody asked you when your restaurant was opening, you're not Chinese. You know what I mean? And it's not your restaurant. And the fact that they would assume that, you just gotta get over it, right? But I mean, to her, it has a completely different connotation. So, I mean, like these people who are living these lives in a culture that I think generally, I don't see how you couldn't agree that weight is not stigmatized in our culture. I'm not, I never said that. Yeah, okay, exactly. Weight is stigmatized. So, so, they, so then that's it. Like, then absolutely. But I don't these, think that that means that I can't say that there's an ideal weight range for people or that uh, there's choice involved in being overweight. Yeah, but, but I think that in some of the ways that I think we've, part of unstigmatizing it is allowing me to say that without being like, hey, you're an asshole for saying that. But, but, and, but, and I'm not saying that to people. I've never once confronted someone who's overweight in my life about me. I've never even thought about doing yes, that. I, I, know that, I know that you haven't, but I think that there's... I think that you're also missing the other piece of the puzzle, which is this whole emotional side of people's experiences. Emotions. The facts don't care about your emotions. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I think, I think let me get real right wing on you right now. Yeah. See, but, but that's what that's, that's what I'm responding to, right? Like, so you can have the facts all you want, but I'm talking about the, the emotional impact and how these realities are worked out in our culture is cancerous almost in the way that people end up responding, reacting and talking to and about people who are overweight or people who are fat, you know, like that, that is completely negative. My life is being impacted by that kind of myopic viewpoint and perspective on health and weight in a way that is like, tearing relationships apart and is completely infuriating to me, but you can't talk to somebody who's saying, well, I'm just worried about the health. It's like, yeah, but no, you're using that as a complete smoke screen for whatever power play that you want to have or whatever else, you know what I mean? And it's like in my own personal life, like, I don't know, like when you're talking about somebody takes control of their health in order to have an honest conversation, would you say that I'm somebody who is taking control and ownership of my health in order to have an honest conversation about it right now? Right now. I think you're hedging. Think no, you're, you're... no, no. As a, as a physical specimen, do oh. I qualify somebody who has taken ownership of my health enough to have an honest conversation? I mean, we've never talked about it before, so I don't know. Right. I, I mean, it's not something that interests me, to be honest. So I, I don't, I mean, I assume that. I mean, look, like I said, I am so concerned about myself that it's hard to be concerned about other people, to be completely honest. It doesn't mean that you don't impact other people. No, absolutely. And this is actually something that I've learned since I I put Willie down. It's that I think, honestly, since I've had this dog for 13 years, like dogs are great because they love you unconditionally. And they're like super happy to see you all the time. You know what I mean? And it's like, no matter what state you're in, this dog is over the moon that you're near him. Right. And it's like a great, it it makes you feel great. 
but I think it has like really stunted me like relational relationship wise, like emotionally, because like I'm not used to being invested in anybody else. I'm used to having like a really shitty day and right. then coming home and be like, Hey, this dog loves to see me yeah. and I don't have to do anything except for give him a bone and I can go play video games the rest of the night. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not used to like being invested in that way in other people. So that is like something that like may make me seem cold. But like in reality, it's just like literally like I don't even know to think about it. But in the in in the case of like your weight, we we don't talk about it. And I just assume that and this is and this is what I assume with everybody, except for like that one lady caught me in a bad moment on the Disney bus. Mm. I just assume that what whoever is any person is happy is is at the state that they're in because that's the state they want to be in. And if they don't want to be in that state, then they will work actively to get out of it. And that's none of my business. And that's what I'm doing. Like in, in my case, I am I, at one point I weighed over 260 pounds and I was completely miserable. I was completely like I, I felt terrible all the time. Not like, well, emotionally, but also physically, just like all around. I felt terrible. And it's all I could think about. Mm -hmm. And all I could do was shove more terrible food in my face and then feel terrible about shoving that food in my face and then eat more food. And it just was like this terrible, terrible cycle. And I didn't talk to anybody about that. I, this is the first time. Well, I mean, I maybe maybe have talked to my wife about it, but you know what I mean? I, I just sort of, I just sort of leave everyone be like I did my dog because I assumed they can like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I don't have to do anything. They'll take care of themselves Yeah. or I, this is the bare minimum I have to do. So I'll do that. And then they can take care of themselves and I'm going to go back to me and being concerned about me. You know what I mean? So when it comes to like you, I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just assume that you're fine with the way you are. Yeah. See, I see, I find this fascinating. I think with this, well, discussion has helped me realize is <clears throat> we basically just had a conversation about how we process the world differently, you know? And I can't, I can't agree to an um, emotionless fact. Like any fact I'm thinking about the emotional impact and what that sure, means. But I don't think emotions change facts. Like to be straight up, right wing with you like i don't think emotions change the facts like like i can still be considerate of those emotions but that fact is a is a is a fact because there are no emotions to this it. is this is me that was me reaching out the olive branch I'm and you just swatting it away from my hand no justin you're you're like facts alone will turn you into a Richard Dawkins-esque kind of miser. But, who, but, I, who don't, but is, I don't do that when I'm like no. talking with somebody, when I'm like sympathizing with somebody. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, but like, just so people don't get the wrong impression. No, I, I don't sit here and then like when someone's like pouring their emotions out to me, I'm like, well, the sky is blue and the grass is green and blah, 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 blah. Or at least I don't think I do that. Yeah, I think that I think that you might do it more than you yeah, than you think right. you 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 you, you don't do it. Yeah, then. but but I feel like I feel like 
again, I, I can't understand, like, our basic misunderstanding still stands. I don't understand, like, you got, you heard something in the This American Life episode that made you think about it, that made you, like, read a little bit about it on Reddit, yeah. that made you then want to talk about it, but all of that you are you're you're trying to say is literally just about the fact of is there a healthy weight for everybody you know and 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 me saying yes to that and then you close that book you put it back on the shelf and you're done like and that's it and then and then you're no, like it's... everything that you thought about all the things that you were wrestling with and thinking about and all the implications of what people well, said and posted about is one like thing. It's not about one thing. It's not about a healthy weight for everyone. It's not about a choice. It just is about the conversation in general. I listened to this thing and I, as I was listening to this American life thing, I was like, wow, this seems really off base for me. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not like, none of this is registering with me. This seems really wrong. I talked with Julie a little bit about it. She more or less, I mean, we didn't really talk about it, but I think we were on the same page. And then, so then I texted you and I was like, hey, I want to talk about this thing because I wanted to figure out like, what is, why, why does this seem so off base to me? And then I read the Reddit comments. I was like, okay, like I can, I sympathize with some of these people. Like these people are seeing what I'm seeing at least. And, and that was it. I mean, and, and then, and then yes. And then you know what happened after this conversation? I'll edit this podcast. I'll listen to it to make sure it doesn't sound funny. And then I'll go back to dreading waking up at five o'clock in the morning so I can run for an hour and then thinking about exactly how many calories I have to eat during the day. And then, and then I'll go back to the day to dayness of my life. And I will not ever again think about like shaming a fat person or whatever. See, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, what we're talking about, though, what I was trying to talk about today is a bedrock kind of approach to the world that you are just now applying to your view on overweight people, you know, and that fundamental approach, I think, is lacking a consideration, you know, I think part of it is a lack of considering the nuances of people. So, I mean, like. You know, we initially started talking about like overeating is it's but it's like mental health and all these other issues that I don't think that you would discount. But I think that a lot of people do who would agree with the facts of what you said, not think there's any, you know, effect on them moving forward and then see a overweight person get on a bus and roll their eyes or share a, a look with somebody who has to like sit next to the person who's bleeding into their seat and kind of like give them eyes like, Oh man, you know, I'm like all of those things are coming from the bedrock of how you're approaching the world and applying it to, and how you're thinking about, you know, overweight people. And I think if it doesn't have room for the nuances, if it just boils down to at some level, even if it's infinitesimal, you control how you look right now. Yeah, like like if that if that is enough to make you want to get some like reassurance on it, to me it's 
negating the whole other bit because if you get affirmation on that 0.1% of the reality of it, what does that do in your mind to like move on? Like, you know, what did I just like affirm in your mind? Because the fact that they have control, okay. But well, I mean, I, like, there's so many other factors that it's like, there are other okay, things that we could talk but about. That's exactly, that's exactly my point. I'm not negating any of that stuff. All I'm trying to, to get at is something that, that Lindy West dismissed and that I felt like the entire episode dismissed was the idea of, of choice and the idea of, of there being a, a healthy range that, that we can live in. That, that the healthy range is not whatever you feel is healthy for you. That there is actual scientific fact behind what is healthy. And I'm not using that to dismiss any other factor in the situation. All I'm saying is that it exists. And by saying that it exists, I'm getting like just an incredible, I feel like what is an incredible amount of pushback and, and, and saying, well, you, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, well, I'm not saying this person is depressed. This person has hormonal issues. This person has genetic issues, but you know what? It's their choice. So it's their fault. Blah, 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 blah. Shame, 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 shame. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that none of that is, is the end all be all right. That, that if, if you want to just to be that, to be overweight and you're happy with that and you feel perfectly fine with that, that's fine. I, I, and if you don't, I don't care either, right? Like that's it's not my problem. That's that's your issue. Like like I'm not putting a burden on society. I'm not putting a burden on our healthcare system because you're overweight. I don't care about any of that. But the way that this American Life episode treated it made me feel like all of the choice had been removed from the situation and that Lindy West and the other stories in the episode were play, were purely playing the victim card. And it was victim, 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 give me sympathy, and I have zero control over this scenario. Where I'm coming from, like I said, I weighed 260 pounds. I was clinically depressed. I've battled depression my entire life. I was literally suicidal, literally, legitimately suicidal, okay? I had what I would consider a food addiction, like I was addicted to food. I could not stop eating. And at one point, I made the choice. Well, actually, that's not true. I took Lexapro or whatever it was for like four months. That got me out of the, that brought me out of the depression basement, out of the suicidal basement. But I was still like struggling, right? I was still really overweight. I was still eating really bad. And at one point, I just, the only difference is I literally just made a choice. And again, I understand that that is my experience, does not apply to anybody but myself. All I'm saying is that the choice is there and that choice is available for everyone. The, the choice, I don't care what your circumstances are, I will put this in a Petri dish and I will say that the choice exists. There are certainly environmental factors, class factors, race factors, genetic factors. There are an infinitesimal amount of factors, but choice is always there. And it's always, and I'm, and I'm not making a bootstraps argument. I'm not saying it's the only thing that matters. I'm just saying it's there. 
and that if you are determined enough, you can overcome anything you want. That's what I'm saying. But I'm also not, I just want this to be clear, (laughs) I am not walking out on the street and judging every fat person I see and thinking, oh, they're just lazy. They're not making the right choice. Like, I understand what it's like to be there. I understand that it's really difficult to be overweight. And I understand it's also really difficult to be healthy, right? It's difficult in different ways, but it's still very difficult to stay healthy, especially in this country with the food that we're uh, overwhelmed with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was also being dismissed in the episode. To me, it just felt like a, a pity party that was completely, it didn't feel like a conversation. It felt like, and maybe that was the point too. It, the point was, hey, we've had it tough for so long. Now we're just going to dump on you for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think part of the function might have been that. that. That was kind of my initial point. And I want to reinstate that I was not making a one-to-one comparison with the civil rights movement, but just trying to talk about the conversation. I think there was an element of it that was like that. And, you know, I, I, I think... I was speaking to a fear that I don't have for you, but I feel like, again, talking to nine people out of 10 who would agree with what you said in the Petri dish, they actually have like ingested that bug and now they're full, like they're zombies. They're just like completely infected and they're just ready to go out there and spread this kind of virus to to other people and not even understand that they what they're doing. You know, there is a quiet assumption of rightness when you look at somebody who's overweight and a quiet judgment of their own kind of hand in their physicality. You know what I mean? And um, I think that that speaks to kind of that perverted notion of the Oral Roberts section, right? Where it becomes this kind of like, standard upon which you can evaluate a person, you know, and their worth and their value. And I think it, it, that again, that's like the I ultimate that was a great idea. <laughs> uh, people can't see your, uh, your joking body language. Uh, am I joking? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, like, I think, I think I, I'm, I'm completely sympathetic to your to your perspective and understand where you're coming from. I listened to the same episode, had a different takeaway. I think my my big frustration was that they did not have the space to have the level of conversation that they even initially promised to have. I think Ira even introduced this subject and then we went nowhere close to really the source of issues. We kind of stayed on the symptoms, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine with that because like, again, when was the last time, like you said, when was the last time we talked about all this stuff? You know what I mean? Like never. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, yeah, I hope that I, I, I want, I want more recognition of the emotional impact of the facts of the, of the matter which we agree on, but uh, 
think we disagree on the application. I don't think. Well, I mean, I look. I don't even have an. I don't have an application for it. I, this, like I said, this is just a conversation. This is the, my my application for this is will be my inner monologue. Yeah, yeah. I will never yeah. once, and I don't think I ever have confronted anybody really about anything. I'm not a confrontational person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've never. I, I know for a fact I've never confronted a stranger about anything. And then I'm not ever going to tell somebody I don't know, let alone somebody I do know, like, I don't agree with your whatever, or you need to do this. I think I try to be understanding or at least silent. Right? <laughs> Which Silence is not the same thing. Judgment. Exactly. <laughs> Silence is not the same thing. I mean, it's not as bad as being like, you're fat, right? I mean, sometimes it can be. Well, then I would put that back on the person who's assuming that that's what I'm thinking because they're being assumptive. And that's not what I'm thinking. I mean, I think I once said that I think that we agree more than we disagree on this issue, even though I think it sounds, sounded like... It sounds like an awful lot of disagreement to me. I think you're just more sympathetic. I don't even think sympathetic. I I think I'm sympathetic. <sighs> Look, I understand what it what it I understand what it's like. I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like even be judgmental of anybody. Like I said, I honestly don't even care. Well, see, I think that you keep saying that, but I think again, and like when you said you have no application for it, you do. You do. I, I, what I, is the application? So do you think <clears throat> tomorrow or Thursday when I go into work and I see my boss who is really overweight, in my mind I'm thinking, you're lazy, you need to make the right choice, da-da-da-da-da. No, no, I don't think it's as o- overt as that, you know? So but, what do you think I do? Well, no, I, I, again, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not yes, reading you are. it. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. All I said was your application it could be that you say like I have no application, right? But it's like we we are just a sum total of our beliefs and our thoughts. That's that's all we are, you know. And so my my simple belief in minor things that I don't think matter affect my behavior, you know my what what i like to eat you know is like an unconscious motivation a lot of times and what i reach for when i snack or whatever else right all of it though is meaningful all of it has application out there in the real world we cannot say that we have certain beliefs you're you're looking for a one on one to one you know you're 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 looking for the application being you know you identify a healthy weight for everybody and then you go outside and you start analyzing people and what their healthy weight could be don't do that that's what i'm saying you don't do that but i'm saying that the application is not always one-to-one like that you know that there are other ways insidious ways unconscious ways whatever else that our assumptions can bleed out and affect our relationships with people how we talk to them how we view ourselves right this could, again, like you keep saying that you only worrying and are concerned about yourself. 
But I mean, it could also be affecting that. Like if we, if we sat down and got into like your, your weight gain and your weight loss and the psychology of those things and all that stuff, like some of it might surprise you and what it ties back to, you know what I mean? It, it, some, some of it you, you, you might've identified. I it ties back to. I've identified everything. Yeah, you see, but I mean, like, see, that's my point. I'm, I, all I think about is myself, so I know all of that. I try so desperately to avoid everyone I come in contact with that I don't feel like it leaks out. Well, see, but, but I mean, what I'm going to say though is, and and this now is 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 again, I think, I, I think that I've been having a deeper conversation than than the surface level about the weight. Right. Sure. And, and I think part of it is the fact that like the way that you respond and react to the world, I think is based off of an idea that you have about yourself. But I don't think that a lot of that is, I don't think that we can even assume that a lot of it is accurate. I mean, a lot of the things I believe about myself are not accurate. Sure. Both positive and negative. You know what I mean? Like, so we, we all have those things. We all have those, you know, kind of beliefs that are wrong. And I think the way that you, you know, kind of close yourself off still affects you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like for me, you know, I think that, you know, how you process the world sometimes makes me feel like, talk to me about it. You know what I mean? But like you kind of, you're inside yourself, you're processing, you're dealing and, and you're like, this is an appropriate way to, to react. And I'm sitting over here like, I clearly can see that you're not reacting appropriately to whatever you're, you're feeling, but I don't know what it is because you're not talking to me about it. Like, I don't know what to do with that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And so it's like, that again is an application of, of a belief of a system or whatever that you think is true to yourself and not impacting other people. But it totally is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could see stuff, but I can't. I don't know how to talk about it and, you know, hey, man, whatever. So, I mean, that's all I'm saying is, like, uh-huh. the, the, the application is far more insidious in, in, in a lot of ways. And I think that you might think that it's contained, but it's not, you know. And other people can see or whatever else. It, it might impact, you know. And I, I believe you. I want you to hear me. Like, I believe you when you say that it does not bleed out. It's not like the runny macaroni and cheese right. from the, you know, like buffet from hell. Yeah. Buffet that cost me $180. Exactly. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, uh, not doing that for you, but for other people with this issue, it can be, but you know I mean? Like, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, this is something where, you know, I, I feel like I'm responding again to like, uh, you know, I don't know the, 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 the emotional side, I guess I don't feel like it's, it's always there and evidenced. I mean, I think it's there. I just am not willing to put that above anything else. Right. I'm trying to put everything on in an even plane playing field. I feel like, yeah, but it's never going to be. You know I, I mean, mean I'm, like, not try- I'm not in like the person's mind, but like in terms of like the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Trying to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we can have it on a level playing field, but then know that as soon as we break the huddle, the field is going to go all wonky. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's not going to be 
the way that we, you know, talked about in the lab. 